Hey there, horror movie fans. Happy Friday the 13th. Now, what would this day be if we did not talk about horror? Today's short bonus is something I have been doing since I was in elementary school and had a whole golden notebook dedicated to just that. Connecting the dots. Let me explain. For starters, my previous episode was about Eli Roth and my top three favorite horror films by him. You see, Eli Roth was married to actress Lorenza Iso, who played in a number of Eli's films. Aftershock, The House with a Clock on Its Walls, and Knock Knock. <laughs> they were married when that film was made. And it's an erotic thriller. And Eli Roth was the director. Just gonna let that sink in. But, you know, when their marriage ended, you know, it was on good terms, and they remained good friends, and Eli now has some interesting DMs, right, Eli? <laughs> anyway, she also played in Green Inferno with co-stars, it's a little bit of a list, guys, I'm sorry, Ariel Levi, Nicholas Martinez, Ramon Au, Matias Lopez, Paz Buscanen, and Ignacia Alamont. That was a mouthful, I'm sorry but, you know, I have to give credit where credit was due, who were also in Eli's disaster film Aftershock, previously mentioned. Now, I know, Eli, that you love Chili, which is probably why you stay there and casted almost half of your cast in both of your films, which I do give credit where credit was due since they were wonderful actors in both films and playing mostly opposite personas, as, you know, I could tell from. Now, to top that all off, Eli also made a cameo in Aftershock as a character named Gringo. Gringo. Now let's stick with Green Inferno for a second, which was a remake and heavily inspired film by Italian director Ruggero Diodato's 1980 Cannibal Holocaust, which many of you may know as one of the most violent and controversial horror films out there. Now Ruggero Diodato made a debut in Eli Roth's sequel, Hostel 2, as one of the murderous club members, which Quentin Tarantino produced. Quentin Tarantino is famous for his work in Inglorious and Death Proof, where he casted Eli Roth as a Sergeant Donnie Donowitz, or Jew Bear. <laughs> we get it, Eli. Okay, and if we didn't get it, we definitely would have figured it out in Aftershock and in Green Inferno, okay? He also casted Eli in Grindhouse, where, which Tarantino co-directed with Robert Rodriguez and Rob Zombie. Now, speaking of Robert Rodriguez, who wrote and directed Planet Terror, which had, guess who? Quentin Tarantino in the cast. Also, Rose McGowan, who, before all this, I only knew her from Scream. And, um, you know, she was also casted in Grindhouse and Death Proof, which we already previously mentioned. Alongside with Rosario Dawson, who I only knew from Rent, the, you know, the musical. And Zoe Bell, who was also seen in a countless number of Tarantino films, including, you know, the recently re released uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That also stars Brad Pitt and... Lorenza Iso and a bunch of feet, you know, but I mean, you know, who doesn't love nice little feet now and then, you know, right, right, Tarantino? Hmm. Well, you know, back to Brad Pitt, who circle us all the way back to Inglorious, 
which we know was directed by Tarantino himself, who also directed Sin City with Robert Rodriguez. Now, Robert Rodriguez directed the classic From Dust Till Dawn, which was an original screenplay by Tarantino, who played one of the lead characters in the film, alongside with Danny Trejo, who you probably all know from Machete. See, another uh, Robert Rodriguez film? Before I continue, I must address the Tarantino universe. It's an alternative reality similar, similar to ours that incorporates all nine of Tarantino's films. So I, I just wanted to make sure we talked about that. And I'll probably do a whole exclusive video just on that once Tarantino released his 10th and very last video. Anyway, so going back to my actual point, I must say that Planet Terror, Grindhouse, and Death Proof are hand-in-hand hand, since both Rodriguez and Tarantino both wanted to pay tribute to the 1970s exploitation films. <clears throat> Sounds a lot like Eli Roth, who also makes appearances in his own films, similar to Tarantino. But Eli did cast his then-wife in a good portion of his films. Hmm. Now, who does that remind you of? Oh, yeah. Rob Zombie. Do you remember that name from earlier? You see, Rob Zombie is married to Sherry Moon Zombie. You probably know her from her hubby's film, The Devil's Rejects, one of my personal favorites, House of a Thousand Corpse, Three from Hell, uh, The Lord of Salem, 31. Literally, there's, there's more. We're just going to stop there where she is mostly accompanied by actress Meg Foster. And um, I think something else that I found really interesting about all of this is that the production company that helped with The Lord of Salem's is Bloomhouse Productions, who we all know the founder is Jason Bloom, who has produced dozens of horror and thriller films in the 21st century, and most of the horror in 2020. You'll see. Mm -hmm. I know what you're going to say. Bloomhouse reference is kind of pushing it since it is pretty vague. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Maybe I did. Let's just circle back to Eli Roth real quick then. As mentioned in my previous episode, Cabin Fever was Eli Roth's horror debut, which starred actress Jordan Ladd as one of the lead characters, Karen. See, Ladd is also known for her roles in Death Proof, Grindhouse, and Psych. You were probably thinking Planet Terror, but no, no, no. But I mean, she wasn't hostile too, so that makes me feel any better. Which previ previously mentioned is produced by Tarantino. Now, the tables shift as Eli Roth, who produced the recently released 2019 horror film Haunt. Okay, guys, now we're going to shift gears just a little bit here. In one scene of Haunt, the main character, Harper, stabs her friend to death that was, you know, captured by these killer clowns, dressed up as one and sent out as bait, basically. And, you know, is placed out and, you know, Harper did not know and, you know, like I said, stabs her to death. You know, her mouth was covered and, I mean, it, it definitely threw me aback, I'll tell you that. But, 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 doesn't this remind you guys of the scene in Wrong Turn 4, Bloody Beginnings, when the girls think they caught one of the cannibal inbred hillbillies and stabs him to death. Quinky dink, I think. 
Little did they know it was one of their friends who was caught by the hillbillies who had cut out his tongue, dressed him up like them, and sent him out as bait. They both only knew when they uncovered the masks. So, Speaking of haunt, though, it is seen to be in close comparison to Hellfest, another haunted house horror film. You see, in Hellfest, actor Bex Taylor Kloss, who plays Taylor, original, was stabbed to death by the mass killer in front of everyone at the amusement park, since people believed it was part of an act. Now, doesn't this remind you of Scream 2? You know, the movie theater scene where Jada Pinkett Smith's character was stabbed to death at the opening of the film within a film, <clears throat> Cabin Fever, uh, the film uh, Stab. And everyone thought it was a silly prank act since the killer was wearing the mask that's now an infamous mask that everyone in the movie theater was wearing. And everyone was play-killing everyone, which is really sad that that's kind of true in our society, in a way. So, pretty sad. Anyway, back to Hellfest. Same actor, Bex... Taylor Kloss also starred in Scream the TV series with co-star Carlson Young, who most of us probably know from As the Bell Rings with Demi Lovato, anyone? Well, in season two after the death of character Jake Fitzgerald, you know, no one was aware of it just yet. See, Brooke is being announced as a finalist of the Lady of the Lake pageant. Just as they call her name, a pool of blood drops from the sky and guts uh, right on top of Brooke. You know, then, then Jake's body falls. But, yeah. but, come on guys, you should know this one. I'll, I'll give you all just a second. Carrie. It's, it's Carrie. That, that was an easy one that I gave you there. That was a really easy one. And I think one, one extra little one I just kind of wanted to throw in there. In Haunt, at the very end, this is a spoiler, so if you don't want to listen to it, just skip it real quick. In the very end, the mass killer is seen to go home to a family. And this just completely threw me off. I was like, ah, ah. But then it made me think of Hostel. Like, those people in Hostel that were murderers, that went out of their way and did what they did, and then go home to families. Like, they show such an apathetic nature to others. It's, it's, it's interesting. But that's just a random whoosie whatsy I just wanted to throw in there for you guys. So, but I'm just, I'm going to stop here because if I don't, I will go on forever, you know. And I, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this video or at least kind of understand its purpose. And, you know, if you want to see more of these, you know, connect the dot videos, please, you know, show some love. I would, I have so many up my sleeve. I can definitely make more. So, and shoot, if any of you guys are able to even draw a diagram of what I've said, I will literally post it in my next video and give you a shout out. I think that's, shoot. You see, I think my final note for this is to me, the horror genre is connected and there can only be so much originality before filmmakers pick and choose, recycle, and recreate. This was my tool to learning the genre, the filmmaker, the story, and how to help myself when, you know, I want to do my own horror feature or acting techniques of going above and beyond the status quo and growing in variety. Or just marry a filmmaker and he'll put you in his films.
<laughs> See you next time. Ciao now.